In the year 3062, far after the fall of humanity, the world is populated by sentient robots, true artificial intelligences. So far removed from their creators, they became more and more curious as to the things they did not understand about humans, specifically emotions. So, they proceeded to do what they always do, design new machines and send them back in time to find the answer. Each robot was given a different emotion to research and define. I am one of those robots, a Sensation Acknowledgement Machine, or SAM. And I have a question for you. What is fun? Entry 006, Amanda Call. Engage Charisma. Amanda, thank you so much for agreeing to this interview. Could you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm Amanda. I'm a comic artist and an illustrator and a stay-at-home mom. Wow, okay. Uh, now, Amanda, let's dive right in. What sorts of things do you consider fun? Well, my biggest source of fun is usually um, tabletop gaming. I like to play board games and role-playing games and that sort of thing. Uh, I also have a lot of fun just freeform play with my kids, going for walks in the woods with them and exploring. Okay, uh, so what is it that you find fun about uh, tabletop gaming? I like getting to use my brain and try to figure out what the best way to come up with a solution for a game is in the case of board games. Mm -hmm. In role-playing games, I like to put on a character and pretend to be somebody else and pretend to not be myself for a little while. Um, but the biggest thing I like about all of those is just getting to do them with other people. Okay. Is that I get to do them with my friends or even sometimes strangers, but people that I maybe wouldn't otherwise have a chance to do something with and we get to all spend some time together. Well, that sounds nice. Mm -hmm. And then as far as the sort of freeform play with your kids, uh, is do you find that fun for similar reasons or are there other factors that sort of play into that? No, that's really different. Part of what's so fun about playing with my kids is just getting to watch them and getting to watch them use their imagination and see what kind of stuff they come up with. Because they come up with the craziest things that I would never have thought of before. And so it's really fascinating to watch how their little brains work and the kind of crazy things that come out of them. Interesting. It seems like there's sort of this through line of like uh, creative problem solving is fun in the, the board games of trying to figure out the way around something in playing in an RPG of like putting on a character and thinking about how they would, would surmount something and in playing with your kids, watching them think about a problem from a completely different angle and and seeing what they come up with in that situation um it's interesting to to sort of notice that parallel in those things mm -hmm. um so what is the most fun you've ever had oh wow um hmm huh i don't know i have to think about that for a minute because that's a really hard question i've had lots of really fun times um so which one sticks out more than the others <laughs> Um, I've had a lot of really fun times with some of my friends um, back in like my my pre post college pre family days, mm -hmm. um, where this wasn't it wasn't anything like the kind of fun that we were talking about before, but it was just uh, hanging out together and not really having anything that we worried about and just completely 
casting off any kind of sense of responsibility or worries or cares and all just spending an evening together. Uh, sometimes there is a fair amount of alcohol involved. <laughs> but <laughs> basically all just being kind of kind of carefree. That was a lot of fun. Okay, interesting. Is there is there one time that you remember more clearly than others? Um, alcohol notwithstanding. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a that's a contributing factor to making that difficult. Um so I just remember one evening going over to my friend um my friend Emily's house. I think actually Emily and a couple of our other friends all lived together at the time, so it was easy for us to congregate in large groups. Mm-hmm. Um So oh no wait, I remember I think probably one of my most favorite ones was that um, my boyfriend in the t- at the time and I actually threw a surprise party for our friend Emily, mm-hmm. and we got everyone involved with it. So she was the only one who didn't know. Everybody else was in on this. Like, she knew that we were probably getting together for her birthday. Okay. Um, but what she didn't know was that we were like, no, we're going to make this a surprise-themed birthday party, like a kid's party. So we went, and she was turning, like, 26 or something. So, <laughs> so it was not what you would expect. Um, so we all kind of, like, snuck around all day and were calling and texting each other on the sly and trying to not let her know what we were up to. And then we put together this, like, Batman-themed, like, cartoon Batman-themed birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we went to the party store and we got all of the, like, the plates with Batman on them and streamers and a bunch of the cheap cardboard masks for everybody to wear. <laughs> and we <laughs> set up... And we didn't have enough time to, like, order a cake, so I just really... We got a regular sheet cake and I just really clumsily, like, put a Batman symbol and icing on it and everything. And so the pull, pulling all this together was a lot of fun for all of us as a group because we got to be sneaky. And the anticipation of the surprise was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the best part was, of course, when finally when we got it all set up in her apartment and Emily came home. And her the look on her face as she, soon as she walked in the door of just like looking around and realizing, okay, not only are all my friends here, so, oh, I'm having a surprise birthday party right now, but also Batman? <laughs> Was there a particular reason that Batman was chosen? Um, I think it was just that uh, my boyfriend and I were in the party store and we just looked at some of the different themes that they had on offer. Mm -hmm. And we were we just called up her girlfriend and we're like, "Uh, which one do you think she'll find the most amusing? And of the options we presented, she said, yeah, go with that one. Go with Batman. That okay, works. gotcha. So it wasn't, it wasn't a particular, like, she has an affinity for the caped crusader. No, no, exactly. And that, that added to the absurdism, which made it a lot of fun, because it wasn't like she was super into Batman. It was just like, yeah, we just threw a Batman birthday. Okay, so... Uh... <laughs> In, in yesteryear, throwing this surprise, absurdist Batman birthday party uh, for a friend where everybody who involved was in on it except for the birthday person themselves. Yes. Um, so why why was that so much fun? What what let, let's dive in and figure out the reasons that this this was the memory that came to you. Um, the. The fact that we all had to had to work kind of in secret and worked together to pull it off, like that mm-hmm. that this was something we all spent all day kind of uh, 
cooperating to do, but also that we could, we had to, we had to be like sneaky about it so that, I don't know, there was something about the, the secretive part of it and the kind of like, ooh, we're doing something, we're doing something secretive and we can't let people know, even if it was something totally benign that seemed to make it a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. There is something kind of inherently fun about having a secret and not like the little thrill of like, ooh, I, I have something I know that it, I'm, I'm excited about and I can't tell you. Um, and the anticipation there too, because we knew that we knew that she wasn't expecting it and we were hoping for a really good reaction from her. And so just waiting all day for like, oh, is this going to pay off? Like, is is she going to really love it? Is she going to think this is hilarious or is she just going to walk in and be like, why are you guys such idiots? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the buildup is part of it. Yeah, yeah. In in knowing that you're putting in all of this work and and there's a hoped for payoff that's not guaranteed, mm -hmm. so there's this uh, the the anticipation as you said of working towards this thing and hoping like oh I hope she likes it and and uh, you know not necessarily even appreciates it I'm sure she probably would have appreciated the effort put into it either way right but like would she quote unquote get the joke <laughs> right and <laughs> and be along for the ride or would she be like you are all morons <laughs> exactly leave my apartment now <laughs> right thanks for the cake you could go <laughs> yeah um but then there's also this element of like the the teamwork the cooperative nature of everything that's involved uh, this wasn't one person working alone uh you know james bond spy in enemy territory trying to put this all together this was everybody coming together to work together and and make this thing happen for benevolent reasons right yeah that was the the fact that we all got to do that together and it's a memory that i can look back with any of the friends that were involved and be like hey remember that time we threw emily a Batman party and they'll all be like oh my gosh yes that that has a lot to do with what was so great about it um and it's interesting because you know this doesn't uh jive necessarily with uh what you find fun in general the things we talked about earlier in terms of the tabletop gaming and playing with your kids but if you sort of break it down to those base qualities of of the cooperative nature a lot of tabletop games and the the vast majority of role-playing games do task you with working with a group towards a common goal to make something happen mm -hmm. um and so there is still like that tying element in there even though they're not the same specific activity mm -hmm. um and i don't know how your kids play with each other if they're antagonistic uh, <laughs> or if they work together but there's also uh, a parallel there to be yeah, had, it's possibly. A, it's 50-50. 50-50, like there are two of them and one works with the other one and the other one doesn't? Or? Uh, no, a, a, about half the time they cooperate together and they build stories together and they do things together and it's it's really precious. And the other half of the time I'm, I'm trying to keep them from murdering each other and we're <laughs> sending them to their separate corners and arbitrating disputes. So Okay. Well, I, I have been led to believe that uh that that parenthood is difficult and that that is a part of it. So uh you're you're doing God's work, I suppose. I, I, I guess. I'll, I'll tell myself that. I mean, you're keeping them alive. They're still alive. So far. So far, so so far, so good. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so are there, uh, 
when I asked you what was the most fun you ever had, you said it was, you know, it's, it's a, a difficult question to answer uh, because there are a couple things that came to mind. What what other instances can you think of besides surprise Batman birthday? <laughs> surprise Batman birthday. Um, I have a lot of fun going to, so as a comic artist and working as an illustrator in tabletop gaming especially, I go to a lot of conventions throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And convention trips are almost always a highlight of the year. And those I'll I'll do like usually half a dozen to a dozen of them throughout the year. And those are always a lot of fun, especially in that even though I'm working, I'm getting to see a lot of people I don't normally see. I'm getting to uh, a lot of times I'll go with friends. So it'll be like a group trip with everybody and we'll all like either crash at somebody's house or we'll get a hotel together or whatever else. Um, and so it's kind of like a mini vacation, even though we are all also working. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what's fun about those two is not only are you getting to spend time with these people that you really like, um, but I also find them really creatively invigorating because when you go to conventions, you're also seeing what other people are working on. You're seeing the things that they're bringing to show everyone else. And so it can be a really, really deep source of inspiration. And, you know, you see like, oh, this is this new game that somebody's coming out with. Oh, this is an, a new comic somebody's come out with. These are ideas I hadn't thought of before or something that just looks really neat or different that I haven't gotten to experience before. So that's those. And, and like I said, I do several of them throughout the year. And mm-hmm. those are always a lot of fun. And a lot of those trips, especially with um, some of the larger groups of people, are always a lot of fun. Really great memories. Cool. Uh, so along those lines, since they are, you have fun at them, but they're also work related, mm. you sort of sit on on the edge of an interesting precipice of being able to combine work and fun, mm-hmm. which are two things that are not necessarily antithetical to each other, but are often at odds with each other. People do work so that they can have fun, mm. but the work is often not fun itself. Mm-hmm. So... Do you have sort of thoughts on that, being that you get to at least have these moments of combining the two? Well, I do what I love for a living. I mean, I'm an artist and I do it not because I certainly not because it's lucrative. Um, (laughs) (laughs) As you speak to me from your crystal mansion, my crystal, my my crystal shack in the woods. Um, I, I I certainly don't create art because it's lucrative. I create it because it is something that I enjoy. And thankfully, I'm decent enough at it that some people are willing to pay me to do it. So that's what my career is. But I do it because I love it and I find it fun. Sometimes that is also hard work and sometimes it's a challenge. And sometimes I get sent back the same thing to draw through the fifth revision and I hate everything. But the actual act of creating things, I always find really fun. And that's why I chose to do it with my life. Hmm. Uh, so you mentioned that that sometimes it's hard work. Do you think that uh, that hard work and fun are mutually exclusive? No, not at all. I actually really like to work hard. I like to spend my time feeling like I'm accomplishing something. And sometimes the sometimes I feel like the only thing I'm accomplishing is just getting past my own brain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's part of what makes artwork so challenging is that it's like I know what the thing is that I want to create and my hand won't do it and my brain won't fully conceive it and it's just it's just not coming out and so the hard work part of it is just struggling with yourself until you get that breakthrough but then uh, and then I assume that once you've got it 
it's either like that epiphany feeling of like, yes, here it is, finally, uh, or at least the the accomplishment feeling of like, okay, I, I broke through that, you know, art, artist's block. I don't know what you want to call right. it in this situation, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you've, you've figured out the answer to this quandary mm-hmm. and now you can move forward, um, which is interesting, again, because that jives with the what we talked about in terms of... Um, you know, having fun at the party was you had this common goal you were, you were all working towards and it was the anticipation of, is it going to work out? Are you going to make it? Are you going to get there? And in tabletop gaming, the creative solution part of figuring out how to get where you want to go. Um, and it's just, you know, I'm seeing like elements of that sort of uh, concept throughout all of the things we've talked about so far. And it's, it's interesting. It's just interesting to see how those... Um, those things can pop up all over the place, even in these very disparate mm. elements. Um, what other things do you do for fun? Uh, mm, I mean, I don't get a lot of free time, so that's most of it. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. I don't have a ton of spare time between uh, working for myself and uh, having to raise kids and everything. So I don't have a lot of spare time for hobbies anymore. Um, I do. I do like to have other creative outlets that aren't necessarily work related. Mm-hmm. So like I'll I'll sew. It's like I can sometimes I make costumes or I make little plushies for the kids or clothes clothes for my nieces or that sort of thing. So And those are those are fun to make because it's something different than what I'm normally mm-hmm. doing. I still get to keep my hands and my brain busy, but it's not like it's far enough removed from what I'm normally doing for work that it feels like a break. Sort of a, a, a chance to still be creative, but at the same time reset your creativity. Right, yeah. So that you can, uh, yeah, you can get back on track, uh, but not not lose your edge. Right, yeah. Because you're very edgy. <laughs> yeah, so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we've, we've talked about a lot of things so far. Um, given everything we've spoken about, if I forced you to define the word fun, how would you? Fun is anything that you do that you enjoy, basically. So that's, I mean, it's a very broad definition, but I feel like anything that you're enjoying is, is fun. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really the way that I feel about it. It's like either you're have either you're having some element of fun with what you're doing or you're not. So that's the opposite of enjoying it, I guess. <laughs> uh, it it's interesting. I mean, every everyone that I've interviewed so far has had a, a different definition of what fun is, uh, but they've all had this sort of element to them of you you know when you're having it. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sometimes the specific cases for uh, for when it happens and when it doesn't differ. But there's always this, you know when it is happening. But there isn't necessarily a formula to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for instance, you can't say, even given your history, that if today you were to set about planning a surprise party for a friend that was based on a DC comic superhero and you were planning it with all your friends, like you can't even guarantee that that would necessarily be fun, even though that is an exact situation you've been in before. Exactly. Yeah. Cause other things could make it not as enjoyable. 
So what what other factors do you think could get in the way of it? You know, in let's obviously a hypothetical situation, but let's go with what right. you played forward. You're planning right. a DC comic superhero themed <laughs> surprise party for a friend. What gets in the way? Uh, hypothetical things that could get in the way. Uh, the you could have a hard time finding anything at all that you were looking for, so you end up having more frustration than you do accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um. Your friends could say, yeah, we're totally going to help do this and then flake out partway through. And then suddenly you have extra tasks dumped on you that you weren't planning on doing. So you end up feeling kind of harried while you're trying to do it and also feeling like your friends let you down, which is a lousy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, you could put it together to the best of your ability and your friend could walk in and say, why are you such an idiot? This is a dumb party. <laughs> And it could all happen at a moment when the entire country is under quarantine. Uh, exactly, yeah. And they get really mad at you for being in their apartment. <laughs> like, why are you here? How dare you? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting because, you know, all of these things that could get in your way uh, and adding to the the frustration levels, which sort of move counter to the anticipation levels, right? The more frustrated you mm. get, almost the less you anticipate the, the good outcome of what's going to happen. Right, right. But it's interesting that that, do you think there's a point where the frustration levels start to supersede the the fun of like the creative problem solving aspect? Like say you, you go to the party store and you're like, uh, they have no DC Comics superhero paper plates. <laughs> now what do we do? None whatsoever. Right. Yeah, I think that, so like even in the, the example of the time that we did that and it was a lot of fun, like the, the thing with the cake, we, we couldn't find a cake that had a character on it or anything. We didn't have anything, they didn't even have any cakes at the store that were the right color scheme or mm. anything. But I was like, no, it's fine. I'll just use some food coloring and a butter knife and put a really crappy looking Batman symbol on it. Mm-hmm. And part of that was that just that um, even though that one one setback was kind of frustrating, everything else had been going really well. And overall, we were still really anticipating it and everybody was working together and so and and working together well. So having a problem crop up was just like, oh, well, we just need to figure out what to do about this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't oh, this is now the 90th problem that I've run into, and I feel like all I'm doing is putting out fires, not getting any closer to my goal, if that makes sense. It does. Like, I, think the part, I think the part where the frustration can overpower the anticipation is when it feels like you're not actually moving closer to the goal you had in mind anymore, and you're just kind of, like, mitigating a disaster. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> when you're in, a, in a, like a, a, a one-step-forward, two-steps-back kind of situation... Right, yeah, where it's like you had this vision at one time and now you're nowhere near that and you're just hoping that it's not the worst event of your life. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, do you think that do you think that something like that is still salvageable? Like like everything goes wrong, but you you know, let say that everything goes wrong, you still end up going to this person's apartment and throwing the party. Like Everyone is still gathered there. The The cake is a disaster. It's just like a brown, gross mess. And the plates are just like basic, you know, white paper plates. All you could find were Dixie cups. Uh, someone tried to draw a Batman symbol, but it looks more like, I don't even know, uh, <laughs> like nothing. Uh, like there's, you know, just the, the whole concept of the tying element is gone. Um, 
does it still work and does it still turn out to be fun if that person enters the room and is still like bewildered and excited oh yeah yeah if the person still if, if that end part still happens if the person still comes in and is super excited and happy that you did something then that would still make it worth it and as long as too everybody else that was involved isn't completely miserable at this point so <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of it really depends on how everyone that's involved their how how well their mood survives the whole thing <laughs> You know, and that, that's the biggest part of it is like, did every did everybody still have a good time? Like, is everybody still enjoying each other's company? Mm-hmm. And is everybody still just happy to be with each other and getting to do something together? That's what really makes or breaks it, I think. So it's the still that that cooperative team nature of everything. Mm. As long as everyone is still like committed to the goal in a relatively good mood and not at each other's throats. Right. <laughs> then then everything works out. Right. Then it, can, then it can still be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, do you have any final words on fun that may help robots like myself understand it? I mean, it's a very particular kind of thing. Everybody has different ideas of what they find fun. I, I find working toward a goal and hopefully achieving at least some part of it to be fun. Mm-hmm. And I like to get to use my brain when I do it. And I get, like to get to to spend time with other people and make good memories with other people. So Okay. It's interesting because, uh, as I said, I've interviewed several people so far, and none of them have had, like, a, uh, a goal-oriented uh, bent to them in terms of fun. It's always been about uh, some element of, like, taking the pressure off rather than having that added pressure of anticipation. Um, so this is very useful information and I, I'm definitely discovering more and more that fun is very esoteric and that it, <laughs> yes. that it, it really differs from person to person. Um, but I will eventually create an amalgam definition that combines all 8 billion people on the planet, uh, so that we can understand it. Um, so this has been very helpful. I, I wish you luck. That sounds like a very ambitious goal and I hope that you have fun while you're trying to achieve it. I hope that I can understand what fun is uh, enough to understand if I'm having it. That's ultimately the goal. Um, So, Amanda, thank you for helping me with my research. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, If you listeners out there would like to aid future robots in understanding your petty human emotions, you can get in touch with us at whatisfunpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can email us at whatisfunpod at gmail.com. Let us know your answer to the titular question. Remember, just because humanity will one day inevitably fall doesn't mean you can't be a research subject now. So I ask you, what is fun? Charisma this has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>